At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Covino and Rich podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Covino and Rich at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I'll just gloss myself as Dan Bino so it's Dan Bino and Fitz because that's it kind of goes along with the Covino and Rich Line. No, that's way cooler. Yeah. I mean, that sounds way better. <laughs> yes. like, we're already better looking. This uh, sounds better. I mean, this is whoo. Dan Bino and Fitz, yeah, with you for the next two hours as we are broadcasting live for the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Some changes coming in college football, some big ones, although they were expected. We dive into that and more. Let's go. Danny G is here. Hello, Danny G. Great yeah, to yeah, see you again. Yeah, I feel at home right now in these two hours. Uh, Chris Perfetz Hi. on the ones and twos. Monty Bolaños at the news desk. Rolling R's and D's like no one else. Are we all impressed that Dan is still standing? He did this yesterday with me, and he's still standing today. It's because when I sit down, I, I I look fatter than I am. No. You know, that, so that's that's a better way to do it. Even even Kyrus, the head of all technical things here at Fox Sports Radio, said, "Hey, are you all right with the chairs? I noticed that you're standing." And I just uh, cameras friendlier. It's that way. better. No, yes. you get more into it. Are you a stander like, so or a they sitter? Have a, Fitz? They have a standing area in the like. So yes. To answer your question, when I started this whole career path for me as a podcast before podcasts were a thing, I always stood and paced. I'm yeah. pacing around the room now. Uh, but it, it, when I worked before this at ESPN, the radio studios were built in a way that the mics couldn't get tall enough to stand. So you had to sit. And it was maddening for me. Like, I enjoy walking around while I'm doing radio. So, yeah, like this is I, I'm, I'm shooketh that you have a studio that you can stand in. You just have to adjust the mics a little bit, but it does work. And and 
Monty, she stands. I always if, stand. If you're six four, which I am not, uh, you're gonna have a tough time standing. You're gonna likely have to sit. Yeah. So if you're Rich Ornberger here on Sundays, former NFL lineman, you are sitting. There's really not an opportunity for you to stand. But you know, if you're five ten and a half like I am, you know, it's Stand City here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> yeah, I, like five nine and a quarter here, and I'll take that quarter inch all day long. Yeah. Do not deny me that quarter. That quarter is important in my life, all right? Because it, see, like it used to be five nine and a half. Now it's five nine and a quarter. That means I'm getting old. That's what happens. Like the, you know, I'm shrinking at this point, but I'll, I'm keeping that quarter inch until until the gods take it away from me. Five ten and a half was so crucial for me because I round up to eleven. And then if you're 5'11", you might also be six <laughs> feet, right? You might as well. I mean, heck, you're right there anyway. <laughs> that, that, uh, that seemed to work out uh, just fine. I'm probably down to 5'10", as well, but uh, yeah, well, that's for another day. All right, let's get into the, the story of the day. We talked about uh, a lot of things as we were in for the Doug Gottlieb show. One of the areas we did not touch that made headlines today, and you heard Monty mention it in their news update, was the change to the college football playoff format. I know you've come on, Cavino and Rich, a bunch talking about college football, day of the national championship, a lot of other times. Uh, I love college football. Today, the college football playoff committee confirmed that when the 12-team playoff starts coming up next fall slash winter, we will have a 5-plus-7 format. So the five conference champions and seven at-large teams will make up the 12-school bracket with the highest-ranked Conference champions, the four highest-ranked conference champions, getting the top four seeds and thus getting the first round by. Not a lot that we didn't expect, but, Jason, this was also a situation where when this was all laid out, we thought the Pac-12 was going to exist. Now it really doesn't, so the change needed to be made in college football. Yeah, because what you've got with your five conference champions, you've got the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC. And then you've got the group of five is your fifth conference champion that goes in. I think that's important for everybody to realize because if the highest ranked group of five champion is, let's say, number 20 in the final poll, they're going into the college football playoff, which means that one of those teams that's in the top 12 actually wouldn't go into the playoff. So it's, that's why it becomes, I think, particularly important for people to understand the the concept of, you know, you've got the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC. Those are huge conferences. We now know that their conference winner automatically gets it, as you mentioned. But that group of five element becomes uh, pretty substantial. And also, for not for nothing, Notre Dame's not in any of these conferences. So we should at least acknowledge that Notre Dame can never automatic bid their way into the college football playoff as it stands right now. They and they helped come up with this process. They they sat down with everybody. They helped design the way that this looks. So they're okay with it. But you know they will always have to be part of the seven at large bids for them to ever make the playoffs. That is an enormous deal. It is a, a a big deal. Which by the way, I don't think anybody is shedding tears for Notre Dame outside of <laughs> South Bend and their huge uh, alumni base across the country and. and just huge fan base across the country. What is interesting with with the Notre Dame angle, and there's a bunch of stuff that that we can get to with this, but the Notre Dame angle is as well of when we start talking about these first round games in the college football playoff, where they are going to be at at home sites. There's the opportunity as well where some of these home sites may not be true home sites. There's been talk about games maybe being played at Ford Field at Lucas Oil Stadium, so you, maybe you didn't have to deal with some of the cold weather that, that you would have. So Notre Dame, 
it'd be interesting to see on on you know would they just if they were a five seed let's say they had a great season and got the highest seed that you had you know are you playing that game at Notre Dame Stadium in December you're going to go play at Lucas Oil there's just a, a a lot with that but I I don't think anybody sheds a tear for for Notre Dame especially now with how strong these conferences are going to be Jason I just wonder on on what Notre Dame is going to be able to bring to the table that could outlast a strengthened SEC or a strengthened Big Ten sort of team that that what could Notre Dame really do schedule wise that would make them top one of those team schedules because you would have to ex- expect that you know if Michigan wins again you know or Georgia or Alabama that they would have gone through a gauntlet in the Big Ten and the SEC something that I just don't think Notre Dame could match schedule wise. They can't, and I think part of what we have to also keep in mind when you talk about the scheduling is that with the uh, with the changes in the conferences, you know, you look at the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma, and you look at the way they're, you know, shifting their their conference around. You look at the Big Ten with the additions they've made from the Pac-12. Right? There's so many quality opponents coming in. The other question that you, I think every school in the next three to five years is going to start asking is, why am I scheduling anybody outside of my conference that's worth a damn? At all. Like, what, what is the incentive when your in-conference play becomes so difficult? And that's just going to be part. Yes, you're still going to have Vandy, right? Like, if you're Tennessee, you can still rely on beating Vandy. But you're going to have to go through a gauntlet at some point in each of your own respective conferences. I think it's going to get tougher and tougher to find schools that want to play like this year. You know, Texas, Alabama. Why would they want to do that if it's a non-conference game? What's the equivalent of that, you know, in a couple yeah. of years that people are willing to schedule? Here's here's the one thing that I would that and I and Jason, I don't even I don't know if this is right. This is this is what I would counter to say is I think we're gonna have a difficult time. It was it was tough enough in deciding on who was a better or worse team when teams would have one loss. Right? We would just we would only usually look at the type of loss that it was which i don't think was always fair i i I, it was a difficult time to sort out who was who was good and who was bad if i'm a school now and i'm a three loss school that's maybe in the thick of it if i at least have a non-conference schedule with a formidable opponent and then go through my conference schedule you could take a lot of the people who play cupcakes and say hey look you know this is the, the this schedule here is ranked you know, 112th in college football. Like even of just playing the game, and and so by saying that, your eight and four may look better than a nine and three because of what was just on the schedule. Even if there's an L next to it, then somebody who just has the three green W's against nobody. That's what that's what I think is really important in the committee's hands is trying to sort that out to be like. All right, how good is eight and four, especially if you have an uneven schedule? So that would be the only thing I would say. I, I think it would be look good in the committee's eyes to say, look, this team went out and they, you know, they played a road game at Georgia. Or they, you know, they went to, you know, the College Station and faced Texas A and M or what, you know, whatever the case is. I think that that, I think that could assist them as the committee looks at the rankings. That eight and four may not be as 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 you know too different than nine and three. I, I would love to live in that world. I think that'd be the right world to live in. But, man, we saw the committee this year barely, and in some cases not at all, want to put any weight into head-to-head matchups, right? Like So it, it's interesting that because I think the committee is the other part of this conversation that's still an important one. Like it, it, with what we've just told everybody, you know, you got the, the, the four main conferences, group of five, and then you have seven at-larges. 
those seven at-larges will be the highest-ranked seven teams that don't qualify under those other parameters based on the committee's rankings. So, you know, it would have been an interesting, if you look back, and this is after bowl games and everything, but if you look back at the final 12 this year, you'd be talking about a situation where, like, an Ole Miss might be trying to figure out, like, the committee might be trying to figure out if they're putting an Ole Miss in or if they're putting an Oklahoma in or an LSU in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the committee is still going to have a huge voice in this. And then we get into that situation where, hey, what happens if a team's gotten really hot at the end of the year? How is the committee going to value, like, do we want to see that situation where a team squeaks into the playoffs, but just by getting there, suddenly they can do the impossible because they played well at the back half of the season? So I think what the committee is going to be charged to do becomes more important, even though there's more playoff spots, because who you're giving that 10, 11, 12 to is going to be massive. Here, and, and here's where I think and, and they need to recede. You really need to reseed after that first round. Uh, just if you have a if you have a bracket set up where the one seed would face the winner of the eight nine matchup, if that twelve seed wins, whether it be a you know group of five school or whoever, the the number one overall seed in the field should be playing that team. Then you can fill in you know set your bracket up however it is. But I, I you don't need to reseed after every single round, but I, I do think that you should recede after one, two, three, and four. I, I think that there's I, I just for to be the number one team in the ranking has gotta be worth more than just the first round by. It, it, it if you're facing a tougher opponent, I mean you could have a scenario where you would arguably face be facing, you know, the, the toughest opponent if you had upsets in the other three games. And I just I would hope that they would receive from the Fox in that, or, you know, after that round of, of games. I don't think yeah, it's going to happen, I, but. But it makes sense, you know, and one thing that I think is funny about all of this is at the end of the day, the things that seem natural don't always come natural to college football, right? So uh, it, it doesn't always work out the way that makes the most sense and seems the easiest, but. I do think that you're right. Like, it, I would have no problem with that. I think that would make a ton of sense. And, you know, I think we'll also see – we'd see a much different world than we saw this year. And this is yeah. a little bit of common sense. But, like, I mean, Florida State being left out meant everybody opted out for Florida State. How different is it if it's a playoff? Like, we're getting rid of the useless bowl games that, you know, make everybody a lot of money and it's fine. But we're getting rid of that. And you're giving yourselves real opportunities. Again, I keep going back to – LSU that this year was, I think they were 13 going into the uh, final, or they were 13 in the final rankings. A team like LSU that was playing really well at the end of the year, I, I think there'd be such an opportunity because what do we root for in the NFL? We don't root for greatness. Like when, when Brady and the Patriots were undefeated and they lose in the Super Bowl, nobody sat there and said, oh my God, what a heartbreaker. Could have had a historic season. No. Instead, everybody just was ready to do parades down the street because the wildcard team that barely got into the playoffs beat the undefeated team in the Super Bowl, right? Like we root for chaos through these things. So it'll be really interesting to see how much we sort of all fall in love with somebody in November that looks like they're going to sneak their way in and they just happen to be explosive enough that they can get a couple of upsets and then all of a sudden you've got it. The one fear I have for all of this, though, is something you mentioned earlier. Like, it's going to be winter break. So to use your Notre Dame analogy, if Notre Dame at the very last second gets a home game, is everybody, and I don't know the answer to this, is everybody in Notre Dame suddenly a school that maybe they're not living on campus? Are they all going to flock to campus and change their holiday plans and 
stay when that's not always the easiest thing to do? Like, I think the timing of this for these stadiums is going to be a little different than a lot of people are acquiescing. There are college football stadiums, and one of the reasons why this is also put in place, that aren't equipped to really host games in December. If you had a normal December winter, like, you know, certain fields aren't heated. It's crazy right. enough to, to, right. to think of, like, but that's, you know, that's where some of this is. Plus, if you're also looking at trying to make the best product, which this is, again, it's a TV show, um, as a, as an upper Midwest Big Ten guy, we had always said, hey, SEC, you know, come north in, in late November, see how you like it. But now with the way that these teams are built, I don't think anybody wants to play in the cold. You know, so maybe, you know, playing in, in Lucas Oil Stadium indoors if you're Ohio State in that offense may be better than having to play in Columbus in front of the home fans when it's 32 degrees and snowing. So there's there are a lot of a lot of changing of the tune now when you look at at, at how this plays out. And and the the funny thing about if you were you mentioned LSU being 13. If you would look, if they just took the bracket that we had from the rankings of the previous season and, and made a bracket with the 12 teamer, you would have Ohio State and Penn State playing in a 7-10 matchup. Do you really think wow. the committee is going to stick to that? Like, if you're the Big Ten, are you saying, well, we want one of our, you know, you know, we, do you say we want one of our teams to make sure that they're going to make it to the to the round of eight along with the conference champ? Or if you're Ohio State and Penn State, are you like, why do we have to p- play a conference foe? Well, we've played them six weeks ago. I wonder if the committee is going to jockey rankings within the 12 so you avoid some of those scenarios. And if Especially- you're – like think about the NCAA tournament we're coming up on. The conferences get bonuses for every every team that advances to each round. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the bonus structure looks like out of this, but certainly if I'm the Big Ten, I want to make sure I have as many bonus possibilities as possible, yeah. right? Yes, and and it's if if you're Michigan and you are trying to work a ranking in, in the situation, I would hope that your, your matchup. And when I when I talked about reseeding, maybe this 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 goes against that. But if I was a Michigan team, the last thing I would want to do is face another Big Ten foe, you know, in my first round of a team that actually knows me. I'd rather have someone who's a little different, maybe a little bit foreign. I think these are all decisions that they're going to end up having to to figure out and maybe have to make on the fly because I I don't know how great TV would be if Ohio State and Penn State even played in the first round if it was a game that you just saw you know a few weeks back in in Happy Valley these are all things that we are now going to have to dive into now that a college football playoff has expanded to 12 teams pretty crazy I uh I also it opens it up for a bracket if you don't reseed so I wonder if that would just you know be DOA wouldn't you think yeah yes and also I just keep looking at this thinking are college football fans going to be able, like you mentioned, the Midwest? Let's say you're Michigan and you you draw USC in the first round and then Alabama in the second round. Like you ain't going to those. Like how are you? You're, you're going to continually buy a plane ticket on a few days' notice, or you're just going to wait and see if you end up in the national championship yeah. game? So like the traveling fan, I don't think is really going to be a part of this uh, equation either. Like there's there's some real difficulty in the way this is going to be presented. And they haven't been, unfortunately. Because right? look at Washington. Like like the Huskies make the playoffs. You you spend you know whatever it is New Year's in, New Year's in New Orleans probably isn't cheap, and you have no idea if you're going to be winning that game or not. And now what do you do? Buy refundable tickets you know to go to Houston, buy the cheaper ones in in hopes that maybe you go, or you're just like you know what I can't take off two weeks off of work, especially after the holidays. 
So we'll just go to the New Year's Day game and not go to the championship. Like I felt like that was the case as well. That you know, if you were a Washington fan last year, not that they didn't think that they could beat Texas, but if you want to go for a sure thing and a fun time, you're probably booking the trip to New Orleans and just saying we'll watch the national championship at home. Uh, yeah. The dilemmas. Not everything is fixed with a 12-team playoff. We can find problems <laughs> everywhere. He's Jason Fitz. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Hit him up at Jason Fitz. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. All right, Bill Belichick didn't get a head coaching gig in the 2024 coaching cycle. But is he primed for a revival in 2025? Something we'll dive into next here on Fox Sports Radio. Basketball fans, if you're heading to Nashville for the big college tourney, be sure to book your stay at Graduate Hotels. Their Nashville location is just eight minutes from Bridgestone Arena. So easy. They're obsessed with college sports just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, schools, Colors, mascots, the whole deal. Why would we stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south and all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for the upcoming SEC tourney. You can check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. Plus, our listeners can get up to 30% with the promo code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. That's code CR show. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off.
Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Jason Fitz in for the guys. Cavino and Rich were in for Dan Patrick earlier this morning as Dan and the Danettes are taking a well-deserved vacation. So Jason and I have got you covered. Today's show is brought to you by Discover. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back and everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Bank member FDIC. Monty Bolanios will be with us in a bit, not only to give us the latest, but uh, according to Monty, we'll hit at 545 Eastern time like it does every Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason, it is an experience for Monty to get uh, yeah, just some things off of her chest, some stuff that maybe uh, she's in love with, some things that she hates, and uh, yeah, the, the takes will be firing like rapid fire. Yeah. So you got that to look forward to coming up in about 20 minutes I just like the, so. the, yeah, the hype man, yeah, that came right yeah. after that was great. Like, that's all. You're like, fiery takes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, uh, we are, we are uh, hanging out on a Tuesday, and there was news that came out about one Bill Belichick, and I believe every single word of it. Because I can just picture Jason, Bill Belichick, visiting with Jimmy Johnson, and then just Jimmy Johnson going telling telling everybody what he heard about Bill Belichick and what Bill Belichick had to say, which is exactly what Johnson did on the Joe Rose show on WQAM and 560 in Miami. As Jimmy Johnson laid out that he had a visit from Bill Belichick and his girlfriend, uh, spent a couple of days together. And Jimmy Johnson says that not only did Belichick visit with him, he visited with Bill Parcells, visited with Nick Saban, and that, yeah, there are a couple of NFL owners that are a, a little bit afraid of Bill Belichick and the general managers and personnel people got a little itchy because they were worried about their jobs. So we had heard that Mike Vrabel was intimidating. Apparently Bill Belichick way more intimidating. And that is why he is teamless for the 2024 season. So that doesn't surprise me in some senses, because one thing that I heard from several people reporting on coaching this year was not just the intimidation, but just in general, 
owners want their teams back. Like that's part of the conversation that we keep hearing. Like there are certain owners, the, the Titans being one, where it felt like Amy Adams Strunk wanted to come in and have some sort of a say in having her team back. Heard the same thing from some people about Kraft. And, you know, so you look at the way some owners are right now. I think we have to understand that if you were an owner of a football team, you want things to be wildly successful, but you also want to be the smartest person in the room. I, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily like that's just part of the, the equation. You're a billionaire that more often than not got there because you were good at something. Sure. And, yeah. you know, now you're a billionaire and suddenly this guy wants you to hire him and give him the total reins and do everything however he wants with no questions. And that's what Bel- Belichick's resume deserves. But that's a really tough thing to do like how how many of us remember like if a contractor ever came over I can't build anything but if a contractor ever came over to the house my dad standing behind the contractor watching every single thing that's being done across the whole way right because he's like I don't know what done like I don't know I, I don't know yeah. the difference between but like I my dad did so he would watch all that stuff and watch it go down and I think that there's some element of your Belichick you don't want anybody watching over your shoulder but if you're an NFL owner you feel like I'm worth a billion dollars and I own this thing billions of dollars. I have the right to watch over you. So I can see where there's a rub that feels like intimidation in that process because Belichick certainly knows his worth. And and I think that he knows how the game is played. And this may have been a bit of a a harsh reality or, you know, a bit of a slap in the face to see how things are. But it already seems that the cycle is moving because Jimmy Johnson also said that Bill would be willing to take a lesser role and that the reason that he took over personnel – control in new england in the first place was because it was just something that ended up falling into place and so he took over it and that's how the patriots ran so there seems to be this this it's not a he said she said because it's back and forth but jimmy johnson is being the messenger to all these nfl teams that hey bill belichick doesn't doesn't want all of the power that you think that he has he doesn't want to be that intimidating he just wants to coach again which i think sets him up perfectly for 2025 for the for the reason of he doesn't have that 2023 stench that you know what doesn't have it anymore he's going to look a lot more appealing next year and i know he's going to be in his 70s but for a team that maybe feel like they're a step away and there are a couple in the NFC East that he was already connected to in this previous coaching cycle if Bill Belichick is available and things don't go right in Philadelphia or things don't go right in Dallas in 2024, I think it is a perfect opportunity for him to slide in and likely be in a much better organization than most of the coaching openings that we had you know, in this past previous cycle. So Belichick is smart, and Belichick knows what he's doing, and I think that's what, that's what you're seeing here. You're seeing Jimmy Johnson serving as the messenger to set up Bill Belichick for a job in 2025. Yeah, by the way, Belichick is, you said he's smart. He's brilliant when it comes to how to handle this narrative because Jimmy Johnson spoke out on his behalf. Who else did? Jerry Jones? You think it's an accident that Jerry Jones turns around and says, well, we could work with Bill Belichick, of course. Like, To me, this is Bill calling his buddies around the league and saying, hey, let's make sure that this gets framed the right way. Like, oh, shucks, guys, he didn't really want creative control of everything. No, it just sort of happened that way. I mean, who knew it was going to go down that way, but I guess I'll do it for the team. Like, all of this just makes it sound like Belichick was just all shucks in his way through the halls. And, you know, gosh, golly, guys, I can't believe we got here. And, like, this is just great, and I'm happy to 
work doesn't really matter. Like, sure, I'm not buying any of that. Like, let's, I, I'm just not buying any of it. But it's narrative control, and that's important. You know what I do love about it? Because there is so much, there is so much Shanahan McVay coaching tree stuff going on. Who came from where? This is like the old guys getting together. You know, like the 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 Jimmy Johnson speaking on behalf of Bill Belichick and I guess Jerry Jones saying what he has to say, but also meeting with Nick Saban. Uh, we know that their their relationship goes goes way back, obviously with Bill Parcells as well. It, it not a big movie guy. Uh, I think everybody here uh, uh, on this show is a bigger movie guy than me. But, you know, I don't know. Is there like a Marvel, like a coming together of like all these great superheroes of coaching past coming together to form like this this bond to, to support Bill Belichick? I actually think it's kind of cool for for these for these guys to step up and for Jimmy Johnson to kind of start delivering that message. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing, but what is in turning being a a young man's game and the the younger the coach you get, the better because you just think like oh you're going to be set up for success. You know, here's Bill Belichick at 72 years old wanting back in the game and his buddies are taking up for him. Whether it's yeah. contrived or not, I still think it's kind of cool. Yeah, look, I I'm all in for all of this and by the way, like you mentioned younger, I, I, I just have it in my head, and, and I have no reporting on this. This just makes sense to me. He takes a year off. When he comes back, he brings his entire staff back. But in addition, there's a coach in waiting. You know, they do the Gerard Mayo thing all over again. And it's like, hey, I'm taking this, but also this is my right-hand man. He's going to be the person that essentially we're training from day one to take this position. And everybody says, oh, that's a brilliant idea. And all of a sudden, it becomes really easy to hire him. There's, there's just Again, no reporting here. It just yeah. makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah, and you know, the Philadelphia spot, which was kind of rumored, you know, throughout this offseason and then uh, the heck even before the, the wild card game, but you wondered what they were going to do with Nick Sirianni. If Howie Roseman is staying in Philadelphia, which I think he would very likely do, I, Bill Belichick wouldn't even need to – he's not going to stay there 10 years. And we've seen Howie Roseman turn this thing over. So even if he didn't have a coach in waiting, like you suggested, I still think that there could be opportunities for him. Like if you're in Philadelphia and say Bill Belichick coming in with this roster, being able to figure out you know what we need to do, heck, they took a team that won Super Bowl 52 – and had a completely different look, you know, to it with a different head coach five years later. It seems like something that can be done in a place like Philadelphia. Heck, I've always felt Belichick wanted to go to the Giants. And like when you watch those NFL films or the the thirty for thirties, when you hear Bill Belichick talk about his days with the Giants, like there's just a different feeling towards it. And who knows what happens with Brian Dable this year? Maybe it completely bottoms out, and there's there ends up making a change, and and you have an opportunity for him to go back there. And we mentioned the Cowboys. Like I think I think the NFC East is just ripe with opportunities where it would just be it would make a lot of sense for him to whether he wanted to go back to the Giants or just be that quick fix that Philadelphia needed to try to contend again. I just think opportunities are there, and he's not as toxic as he kind of seemed uh, at the end of the 2023 season. I, I love your Dable uh, conversation there, too, because I think there is a very real, like, you want to talk about somebody that had all the shine and how, now has none of it, 
right? Like, and so uh, th- this is a sure. bit of a prove it, prove it year for him, which feels drastic because a year ago, right now, it was like, oh no, they're set. They've got they've got a brilliant coach. They're going to be just fine. And now it's like, well, we'll see. I mean, if the wheels fall off, and and by the way, like last time I checked, the Giants don't they still don't have a quarterback that I I think is great. They still have a lot of holes on this team. So you know, I don't I don't know why suddenly I'd be projecting that the Giants take a massive leap forward. Uh, that day bowl comp becomes an interesting one because you're right the the way belichick speaks about the giants organization in general i if i'm dable i'd be a little worried. like every coach right now that's with a known brand football team that does seem to have any path to a quick turnaround i would be nervous all year long about the fact that bill belichick is right there in the shadows i still have the uh, the two bills i believe was the the 30 for 30 title have saved it on my dvr i haven't watched it again but it's there because it's so good. I, I find Belichick just so compelling on TV. When they did the NFL 100 and he sat there with Rich Eisen and they just you know brought in different different top 100 guys throughout the season. And just to, to see how he was a kid in a candy store and telling stories, I think he won an Emmy for it, to be honest with you, for, for his work. At least he was nominated for it. Like it's just like it's. He's very compelling and very interesting, and I know it doesn't translate, and a lot of people think that you know he's a certain way, but um, I, I get a kick out of him. I, I really, really do. I want to see him back in coaching one way or another. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Bill Belichick, uh, we're done with you because we got Monty Bolaños here giving us the latest. I'm Kevin Owen Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Monty putting the final, uh, finishing touches on According to Monty, which comes up in about 10 minutes. Well, you know, Bill Belichick calling you the best core special teams player in NFL history has to mean something, and that's what he called 10-time Pro Bowler Matthew Slater because he announced his retirement today on social media, drafted by New England in 20, uh, 2008, and spent his entire career with the Patriots, winning three Super Bowls. Now we're going to move on to college. Any relation to AC? AC Slater? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Just, yeah, I'll look into it. Retirement party at the max coming up this Saturday. Oh, I loved Saved by the Bell. Uh, In college sports, right? It was so good. I still have some DVDs. I like, remember when Circuit City was still a thing? When they ended their run, I went and I bought all these DVDs of uh, Saved by the Bell for like 10 bucks. <laughs> That's what I got out of Circuit City closing down. All right, in college sports, NCAA President Charlie Baker says he is not in favor of rules or federal laws that would place new limits on the way college athletes transfer between schools. College football presidents or college playoff college football playoff presidents unanimously approved changes to the 12-team playoff format to include the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams in baseball. No, I'm not telling you about Amer Rosario, no. But Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, he did make sure to say that things could change, but he says it's a safe bet that Tyler Glasnow and Yoshinobu Yamamoto will make starts next month in South Korea. He said things could change, but that's what's happening uh, so far right now. Missouri prosecutors said today that two adults have been charged with the murder in last week's shooting that killed one person and injured 22 others after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. Those two adults have been hospitalized since the shooting. And soccer star Alex Morgan, who I love, is going to repa- uh, replace forward Mia Fischel in the CONCACAF Gold Cup roster because she suffered an ACL injury. So Alex Morgan, back in action, bringing my jersey out. Back to you guys. It's Monty's day today, that's for sure, as we're live for the TireRack.com studios. And she's got more. According to Monty, comes up next. He's Jason Fitz. I'm Dan Byer, hanging out for Convino and Rich. Danny G is here. So is Chris Perfett. We'll get the guys involved. Yeah, and have some fun. It's all next here on Fox Sports Radio.
Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, it's time to buckle up. It's Kavito and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jason Fitz. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for... Steve and Rich today. Danny G is here. We'll hear from him in a sec. Chris Perfetz, our technical producer, this is gonna be this is gonna be your first time. This is your uh, your your virgin voyage, if you will, Jason Fitz, into a world that I don't know if you knew even existed. Are you ready? I, I don't know if I'm ready, but I feel like I'm ready. I just uh, I'm braced. I'm, I'm I'm standing, but I'm braced up against the wall. So let's see how it goes. Great. <laughs> and now it's time for absolutely not. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. According to Monsi. I love it. Ah, yes, she does it every Sunday, but it's a special treat to have it here. 545 Eastern, 245 Pacific, Monsi Bolaños. Welcome in. According to Monsi. (laughs) Oh, this is great. (laughs) So what happens, Fitz, is we give Monsi, she's giving us some lines to read, and then she just goes off. That's that's basically what it is. All right, according to Monsi, J.J. Redick is not making the point 
that he thinks he is. Yeah, no. J.J. Redick had some comments about his former coach and now Bucks coach, Doc Rivers, today. He basically said that Rivers always has excuses for his failures using the word. This is a trend is what he was saying. At All-Star Weekend, Rivers made some comments that it's hard to take over a team midseason and that it would have been easier to take over the Bucks after the All-Star break. It's been a slow start for Milwaukee, 3-7, and seven, but Doc Rivers has already been cooked for all of his failures, including blowing multiple three-point leads in the playoffs. We all know this already. I don't know what Redick is doing. You're talking smack, but you're not adding anything of value. He was part of the 2015 Clippers team under Rivers that blew that 3-1 and one lead to the Rockets. He had the perfect opportunity to shed some light on how specifically Doc Rivers was the one to blame. But no, Redick, do we want to talk about how you in game six and seven went four for 12 and then four for 13 when during the regular season you were killing it and you were our third star but then comes to the playoffs you don't deliver i mean we don't want to talk about that but again you had the perfect opportunity <laughs> to give us an actual specific reason as to why doc is the one to to blame i just don't understand why the attack now like instead reddick should be asking why Giannis Antetokounmpo gave the green light to hire rivers because we all know he gave the thumbs up or maybe ask the teams why they're still giving him a head coaching job call those people out again not sure what saying that There's Doc Rivers is his fault like what what's the point what are we what are we doing what's going to change if he does it if, sounds like he's got an axe to grind you know, exactly I'm just saying like if Doc Rivers did come out and say you're right it is my fault what happens what changes nothing the players still have to deliver on the court no JJ Redick you're not making the point you think you are according to Monse all I got out of that was that the Clippers are going to clip. Okay. All right. So uh, I get to give you the next headline. Let me see if I can get this. Uh, let me see. I, I got to zhuzh it up because I'm reading it to you. Anthony Rendon <laughs> is a joke and needs to retire. Well done, by the uh, way. Thank yes, well much. done. Yeah. No, it is a joke and it's not funny. We are not laughing, Anthony Rendon. The disrespect is unreal. You sign a seven-year, $245 million contract ahead of the 2020 season. You've only made 200 appearances for the Angels since then. Yes, I get it. You've been injured. You haven't played more than 58 games in a season, but you haven't handled anything with grace. Remember last year when he got injured and he refused to speak to the media for two months at one point walking away saying, no hablo ingles. Again, a joke and it's not funny. You're just rude. You were also suspended for grabbing an Oakland A's fan in the stands following the first game of the season last year. And now, not only is he continuing to embarrass a franchise that does not need any help in that department, he's also continuing to embarrass himself. I don't know how anyone would want to be his teammate, be in a clubhouse with him. Literally, he hasn't played in how long, so you would think that his annoyance with the sport and the media would be less. No, 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 it's stronger than ever. He said that baseball has never been a top priority and that he does it to make a living for his family. Great, you have made more than enough of a living than majority of Americans, and it's time for you to take your ungrateful bat attitude just back to your family. Your teammates don't want to hear that. Baseball fans don't want to hear it. If you had any decency left in you, you would just retire. He also compared himself to Barry Bond, saying that people hated him and he was the best player to play. Yeah, he actually played and delivered. Seven NL MVPs, 14 All-Stars. Come on, man. Don't just steal money from the Angels. Come on. Just retire. Tony, Tony, Tony. Wow. According to Monse. <laughs> the literally came out of her. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, just, just fired up on that one. Alright, according to <laughs> Monse. Hey, yeah. we, we sometimes have space to dive in, but she is on fire. <laughs> today. <laughs> All right.
fight finishing extra strong, according to Monty. People need to move. Get out the way. Like, seriously, I don't understand when I'm driving down the street in a parking lot and people are just walking in the middle of the road. Get out of the way. Get off your phone. I understand my car is quiet. A lot of cars are quiet these days, but I don't get when somebody starts to cross the street and then doesn't finish and then starts walking in the middle of the road and I'm supposed to go around you. But then you look up and I hit you and it's my fault when you have a sidewalk to your left or your right. This happens to me all the time. I have such road rage. I am going to like fight somebody on the streets, guys, because I don't get it. Get on the sidewalk. We are located at one of the busiest intersections in the United States where they did used to give jaywalking tickets. If you were to enter the crosswalk after it started to flash with the orange walking guy, there was a cop that would hide on his bike behind one of the, the building signs and give out tickets. Apparently not where you're driving, Monty, uh, because it's a free-for-all on Yeah, Ventura. it is. I'm just saying get on the sidewalk. Or, like, even in a parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're you in the middle, and the people are supposed to work around you, but you're on your phone. You're having a snack. I just don't get how people just don't get out of the way when there's cars around. Like, I don't get it. It's very I, infuriating. I, I- I, I'm the opposite of when it comes to walking in front of people, only because I grew up in Vegas as a kid. A lot of people don't know this. Vegas on the strip, pedestrians never have the right of way. So if a pedestrian crosses the strip at any point, the pedestrian's actually at fault for the accident. That's how I grew up. I so I'm very that. Yeah. So like when I was at the Super Bowl and telling all my buddies, I'm like, I know you're drunk and you think you're being funny by walking across the strip down here, but if you cause an accident, you are at fault for the whole thing. Like they they put the walking bridges in and they made. Uh, all crossing of the normal streets on the strip uh, illegal. Just so when I do. thought I couldn't love Vegas more. See? Just See? when I thought. I'm here to help. <laughs> Thank you. you. Know. Try being there for nine days. I No, that's right. It, it, it was, okay, so that was a bit much. Even for a kid from <laughs> Vegas, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I came back from that, I'm like, do I need a vacation or rehab? I don't know. And I don't even feel like I drank that much. It was just like, man, it, and, it just took it. Yeah, it took it And out. I know you guys saw this at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, uh, Dan and Fitz, there were people walking with their heads down and yes! their phone yes! bumping into each other. Oh my God. I'm While so you're walking, put your phone in your pocket. That's all, I'm not asking for much. <laughs> I just am still mesmerized at the guy on the slots at 9 a.m. Like, like, you know, okay, you, so, but, but wait, yeah, here, yeah. let me just, let me just <laughs> throw this out. Since my clock never really got off Eastern time, I felt like, you know, getting up and going and hitting the tables at 6 a.m. The table minimums are lower. Less people there. Makes Why sense. stay up late? I'll just start early. Facts. Uh, that, that is a great point. And that was a great addition of According to Monty. Hit her up at Monty Bolaños. Find Danny G at Danny G Radio. Chris Perfett at Chris Perfett. And Jason Fitz at Jason Fitz. You can find me, Dan Beyer, at Dan Beyer on Fox. And coming up next, are we waving bye-bye to a long-standing situation in the NBA? That's next year on Cavino and Rich. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.